everybody. This is David, opposing the Matrix. It is our Monday evening show. It's uh, the 3rd of May, 2021, and it's approximately 6.47 in the p.m. <clears throat> um, I'll be doing a show uh, solo tonight. Um, Brian is um, moving, and uh, he's doing it all by himself, and it's not easy. So anyway, and, and also... Um, there's no internet at the apartment yet, so <clears throat> anyway, uh, he, he um, said that he would probably have internet by Thursday, so we'll be doing our, our UFO show on Thursday, <clears throat> and um, tonight I'm going to talk about something, and you know, like I said the last show about beating a dead horse uh, with this COVID thing, but this thing is... is um, <clears throat> Escalating, it's um, it's evolving. I hate to use that word. I don't believe in evolution, but uh, this particular uh, thing is evolving here, and uh, it's not good. Okay, Let's see if I can adjust this light. There, that's a lot better. Now it'll look like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Okay, so. Um, I subscribe to something called naturalnews.com, and if you don't, you probably should because it's a really good website with a lot of good news, and they really keep you informed, okay? So you might want to do that. <clears throat> but um, anyway, um, what's neat about it is when they get a new article, they stay email you with it, and um, you can read part of it in the email and then continue to read the rest of it uh, by clicking on a link. And they have a lot of videos there, too. Uh, they're sponsored uh, on uh, Bright On. So um, <clears throat> we will not be showing the videos, of course. But uh, there's a couple of interesting articles in there, and it, and it involves the shedding of the coronavirus. Um, probably most of you have heard about that, that this coronavirus thing is, uh, when the people are getting the vaccine, it's actually putting the spikes of protein into their bodies and their bodies are manufacturing the spikes of proteins, and thus they are um, shedding, so to speak, for lack of better words, but that's what they're calling it. Um, <clears throat> the virus, uh, when they touch things, when they cough, when they sneeze, of course, um, the thing's going all over the place. And uh, if you haven't been vaccinated, uh, the well, I think the purpose of it is that uh, they want to vaccinate you uh, whether you want it or not, okay, and, the shed, and with the shedding, this occurs, <clears throat> okay, so um, if you were like me, you decided not to take the vaccine, well, I'll, all I got to say is that when you're around somebody that's been vaccinated, make sure you're masked up and wash your hands a lot, okay, and don't touch your hands to your face, um, don't touch your you know, your nose, your nose area, don't touch your anywhere around your mouth. Um, don't rub your eyes because that's um, those are mucous membranes too that are all around your eyes. And um, so we, we need to be especially careful. You know, it's funny because they were all wearing masks because of the unvaccinated people. Now we have to wear masks because they're shedding the stupid virus on everybody. You know, it's like, I don't know. The whole world's turned upside down. That's all I can say. Anyway, um, I don't want to waste too much of your time, but, you know, I could use up two hours if, if need be. 
Um, there was an article on Natural News today called Extermination Machine Unmasked, Why Vaccinated People Are Making Healthy People Sick. Pfizer document admits vaccinated people shed infectious particles. The spike protein is a bioweapon. That got my attention. <laughs> it really did. You know, I, I, I said it in another show that it's a bioweapon. And uh, boy, do I mean it. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this article, okay? There's going to be a lot of reading today. But uh, I think it's necessary that we do this so that we can stay informed. So, anyway, uh, okay, the vaccine is a bioweapon. Specifically, the spike protein is the bioactive weapon, and it's designed to spread from person to person, being transmissible, transmissible from the vaccinated in order to infect the unvaccinated. Never forget that Bill Gates has long wanted to use mosquitoes to carry vaccines so that people could be vaccinated against their own wishes and completely without informed consent. Now it turns out they don't need the mosquitoes. They have high-obedience humans ready to carry out the same role. People who are injected with the mRNA vaccine are having their bodies turned into bioweapons factories, churning out spike protein particles, which through their mouths and skin, and semen, by the way, infecting everyone around them. The spike protein is biologically active and causes blood clots, leading to strokes, heart attacks, pulmonary (laughs) embolisms, and infertility effects. I wonder if it leads to stupid reading. Um... (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Pfizer's own documents reveal this phenomena uh, to be well known by vaccine developers. What's now becoming obvious is that today's vaccines were deliberately designed to function as a self-replicating vaccines to spread the the spike protein bioweapons to use to those who refuse to be vaccinated. As the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists wrote last year, scientists are working on vaccines that spread like a disease, which could possibly go, what could possibly go wrong? And we'll look at it, that, a little bit of that article um, a little later. Um, this explains all the bizarre blood clotting effects now being experienced in unvaccinated people who are in close proximity to vaccinated people. We will be reporting much uh, on this in the days ahead. Uh, Globalists have unleashed the final solution, self-replicating vaccines, and intend to end humanity once and for all. I'm watching this. um, I'm actually watching the uh, Georgia Guidestones First Commandment being played out here. Scary. Okay. Okay, in today's situation update, I reveal how globalists have embarked on a genocidal, planet-wide extermination effort to wipe out the human race and all nations and kill literally billions of people. The COVID vaccine is the key element to this genocidal plan against humanity, and this explains why we are going to, to such desperate lengths to silence vaccine skeptics, censor doctors and scientists, and course as many people as possible into getting their vaccine injections. 
Due to the transmissible nature of the spike protein and the hijacking of the body's protein synthesis with mRNA vaccines, globalists will probably only need about 50% of any given population to be vaccinated, and they have already achieved that goal in most nations. They They don't even need the half of the population to consent because those people will be vaccinated with the transmission of the spike protein itself. This means nearly everyone will be infected with the spike protein, making it nearly making nearly everyone susceptible to the possibility of hyperinflammatory reaction when exposed to wild type coronavirus strains that will be released later this year. It's a binary weapon system. Get it? Hence the extreme importance of immune modulation, pursuing an anti-inflammatory diet, avoiding allergy-enhancing substances in food and medicine, etc. The following video, which we will not watch, by Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and others explains very important concepts of how the spike protein is being transmitted by the unvaccinated. Dr. Tenpenny is careful to uh, note this isn't, isn't the shedding of the virus particles but rather the transmission of spike protein particles based on the adenovirus that's used to manufacture the vaccine. Huh, I wonder how long that is. Okay, well, if we have time at the end, we'll watch it. Uh, Don't miss Dr. Tenpenny's upcoming May 8th live streaming event that reveals the 20 mechanisms of uh, harm caused by COVID vaccines. You can get details at www drtenpenny.com and it's like it says 10 penny all one word in my situation update today I go further explaining how globalists are making the final win against humanity with planet scale genocide based on self-replicating vaccines that are designed to spread from one person to another the vaccine is a pandemic the spike protein that is is a bioweapon and any person receiving the mRNA shot having their own body transformed into a bioweapons factory that's being exploited to infect others. If anyone should be masked right now, it's the people who were unvaccinated or were vaccinated, excuse me. They were the they are the super spreaders. They are the walking bio bombs. Listen and learn and share everywhere you can. Here's another video. Okay. So we had that article, and then uh, also the, um, what's the date of this one? This is on Natural News also. Monday, May 3rd. Okay, today. Okay, bombshell. Pfizer's own documents admit COVID vaccine will shed infectious particles to others. Natural News. The latest um, conspiracy theorists to come forward and warn about particles shedding from those who are recently vaccinated from the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, is none other than Pfizer itself. The pharma giant's own documents openly admit that people who were recently jabbed from the Chinese virus can transmit whatever is contained in the syringe to others, including through skin contact. An occupational exposure occurs when a person receives unplanned direct contact with a vaccine test subject which may or may not lead to the occurrence of an adverse event, uh, the Pfizer document warns. These people may include healthcare providers, 
family members, and other people who are around the trial participant. In other words, there is something contained in the injections that causes the injected to become super spreaders. Pfizer does not indicate what this is. However, it does warn that the culprits are people who are recently injected. Such transmission might occur from a simple handshake or a hug. It is almost certainly happening during sexual activity, which means that those who are wanting to avoid contracting whatever the poison is inside these things should be sure that their partner did not receive an injection. The document goes on to, re to reveal that the vaccinated women who are pregnant could suffer spontaneous abortions and other reproductive problems. We talked about that last week. And unvaccinated people who come into contact with them could as well. Vaccinated mothers can also pass whatever is contained in a Pfizer injection to their babies through tainted breast milk as well. And let's see, Pfizer coronavirus vaccine shedding can occur through inhalation or skin contact. It's kind of a subtitle here. Okay, Pfizer further admits that, un that vaccinated men can transmit viral components to women at the time of conception, meaning both women and their unborn babies could become infected with the poisons through outside contact. A pregnant woman who is unvaccinated could also pick up the viral components from her doctor or another female member who was vaccinated. According to Pfizer, this can be by inhalation or skin contact. Oh, but the vaccines are not actually shedding, the media and the establishment claim. This is just a wild conspiracy theory we are being told. Why then is Pfizer warning quietly in its informational materials that being a close proximity to a vaccinated person could cause health problems? If this vax is not shedding into other people, why would contact between vaccinated and unvaccinated be an event worth noting? Asked Tap, Mag Tap Newswire. If the vax is not now, if the vax is not shedding, then why does a guy who has been around a vaccinated woman, even if he did not touch her or have sex, need to worry about getting a different woman pregnant? Pfizer wants clinical trial participants who believe that they may have been exposed environmentally to chemical shedding from someone who was jabbed with from the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, to report the incident via the company's vaccine SAE report from the EDP supplemental form. Pfizer is doing this because outside exposure to the vaccine components could kill pregnant mother's baby. The company does not plan to log any injuries or deaths from such exposure within its study. However, because it considers such information irrelevant to the study's participants themselves, this is why we have the green screen Biden Tap Newswire ads and speculation. They've all gone green screen now. We just caught Biden. They are green screen and working from sets because they have opened Pandora's box and intend to hide out until everything is finished. This is why many people are claiming the White House is empty and that they're working from a set and not from actually being there because they are not there because they're not there. Uh, if they ever do go on camera, then why are they, then they are not where they say they are. Or the latest news, the threat of vaccinated people pose 
how they pose a risk to us. Okay. All right, we got next here. Oh, I, I um, I I went ahead and um, clicked on that link that uh, shows um, Pfizer's stuff here. Okay, I'm going to kind of encapsulate this. Okay, the elite have already fed. Oh, that's where it's misspelled. The elite have already fed off their. Oh, fled off to their hideouts. They have released a genocide. Read it and weep. We are effed. <laughs> Pfizer's own documents state both inhalation and skin contact will transmit whatever is in the vax from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated. Here it goes. This is just a small portion of Pfizer's document, what it's saying. Number one, if a man who is not vaccinated touches a vaccinated woman or breathes any of the air that she breathes, in other words, walks into her office, and he then has sex with his wife, he his wife can have an adverse effect and she should avoid having children. Number two, if a woman has, who is never vaccinated gets exposed to a woman who was vaccinated, she can A, miscarry, B, spontaneously abort, C, poison a baby via her breast milk, D, have babies that have cognitive disabilities. Okay. This is a universal and very bad. Here is a small section of text I translated into English. An occupational exposure occurs when a, when a person receives unplanned direct contact with the vaccine test subject, which may or may not lead to the occurrence of an adver or adverse event. These people may include healthcare providers, I think we read this already, family members, and other people who are around the trial participant. When such exposure happens, the investigator must report to Pfizer's safety within 24 hours of becoming aware of when, this, when they happened, regardless or whether or not there is an associate, associated secondary adverse event. This must be reported using the vaccine secondary adverse event form, since the, and then in capital letters here, since the information does not pertain to a participant involved in the study, the information will be kept separate from the study. It says it right there, folks. They're not going to include it if people catch it from other people through shedding. To clarify, he says, vaccine study participants become super spreaders or something. They don't say what it is, but trigger second, uh, secondary adverse events in people that never had the vax when they're exposed to people who did have the vax. Okay, this is so bad right here in this little bit quoted text. It warns that unvaccinated men who have been exposed to a woman who was vaxxed will then pass whatever is in the vax to another woman. Okay, it says even the relatively small portion of the document I have put below here says the vax triggers some spontaneous abortions and reproductive problems when an unvax when unvaccinated people get exposed to the vaccinated and that breast milk from a vaccinated mom can harm an infant. 
If anyone does not believe it, then click on the link above and wade through the enormous and intentionally confusing document. It's for real folks that the vax. Um, it's for real folks. The vax is indeed the kill shot. Do not permit vaccinated to come anywhere near you. Now it's now official. Here's a small portion of a huge document straight from Pfizer. Here's the terms that they use. Study intervention, a vaccine test subject. AE means adverse event in someone who got the vax. SAE means an adverse event in someone who was exposed to someone who got the vax. EDP is exposure during pregnancy. Okay, and it's got numbers, 8.3.5. Exposure during pregnancy or breastfeeding. The occupational exposure is exposure to the study intervention under the study of under study during pregnancy of breastfeeding and occupational exposures are reportable to Pfizer safety within 24 hours of investigator awareness. 8.3.5.1 exposure during pregnancy and EDP occurs if okay First bullet point, a female participant is found to be pregnant while receiving or after discontinuing the study intervention, a male participant who is receiving or has discontinued study intervention exposes a female partner prior to or around the time of conception. Bullet point three, a female is found to be pregnant while being exposed to having um, been exposed to study intervention due to environmental exposure. Below are examples of the environmental exposure during pregnancy. Next bullet point, a female member or healthcare provider reports that she is pregnant after having been exposed to the study intervention by inhalation or skin contact. And he's got an um, asterisk here and it says a male family member or healthcare provider who has been exposed to the study intervention by inhalation or skin contact and exposes his female partner prior to or around the time of conception. If this vax is not shedding, he says, into other people, why would contact between vaccinated and unvaccinated be an event worth noting? If this vax is not shedding, then why does a guy who has been around a vaccinated woman, even if he didn't touch her or have sex, need to worry about getting different women pregnant? That's not all. The following is detailed and far worse. The investigator must report EDP to Pfizer safety within 24 hours of the investigator's awareness, irrespective of whether, the SAE, whether an SAE has occurred. The initial information submitted should include the anticipated date of delivery. See below for information related to termination of pregnancy. If EDP occurs, um, in the participant or participant's partner, the investigator must report the information to Pfizer's safety on the va vaccine SAE report form and EDP supplemental form regarding, regardless of whether the SAE was, has occurred. Uh, details of the pregnancy will be collected after the start of the study intervention until six months after the last dose of study intervention. Okay. All right. 
I'm trying to see if some of this stuff is uh, spontaneous abortion, including miscarriage and missed abortions. Excuse me. Neonatal deaths occur within one month of baby should be reported uh, without regard to casualty as the SAE. Um, In addition, infant deaths after one month should be reported as SAEs when the investigator assesses the infant death was related to possibly related to exposure to the study intervention. Additional information regarding the EDP may be requested by the sponsor. Further follow-up at up birth outcomes will be handled on a case-to-case basis. For example, following on preterm infants um, to identify environmental delays, or developmental delays, excuse me. Um, in the case of uh, parental exposure, the investigator will provide the participant with uh, pregnant partner release of information form to deliver to his partner. The investigator must document the source of the source documents that the participant was given the pregnant partner release information form to provide to his partner. My goodness, this is why lawyers get paid so much. Okay, the next one goes into the procedure when breastfeeding is involved. He says, here is the clear part of this that everyone can understand. Excuse me, i got to get take a sip of my coffee here before it gets too cold. Okay. Now it won't get cold at all. Okay, here's the clear part of this that everyone can understand. It's 8.3.5.3. Occupational exposure. An occupational exposure occurs when a person receives unplanned direct contact with a study intervention, which may or may not lead to the occurrence of an AE. Such persons may include health care providers, family members, and other roles that are not involved in the participant's care, trial participant's care. Uh, the investigator must report occupational exposure to Pfizer safety within 24 hours of the investigator's awareness, regardless of whether there is an associated SAE. The information must be reported using the vaccine SAE report form. Since the information does not pertain to the participant enrolled in the study, the information is not recorded on the CRF. However, a copy of the completed vaccine SAE report is maintained in the investigator's site file. So the investigator keeps it. That way when they come and investigate Pfizer, it's not there. Isn't that nice? Okay, he says, I will translate that into English. An occupational exposure occurs when a person receives unplanned direct contact um, with a vaccine test subject, which may or may not lead to the occurrence of an adverse event. These people may include healthcare work providers, family members, and other people who are around the trial participant. When such exposure happens, the investigator must report them to Pfizer safety within 24 hours of becoming aware of when they happened, regardless of whether or not there is an associated secondary adverse effect. Um, this information, now this must be reported to the vaccine sec- secondary adverse event report form since, in capital letters again, 
Since the information does not pertain to a participant involved in the study, the information will be kept separate from the study. And he follows that up with his comment. This is why we have green screen Biden. Here we go again. They're all green screen now, just caught Biden. Uh, they are green screen and working from sets because they have open Pandora's box and intend to hide out every, until everything is finished. This is why many people are claiming the White House is empty and that they are working from a set um, ad and not actually there because they're not there. If they do ever go on camera, they are not where they say they are. And it said India is having a disaster happen now because they started vaxes first and have more people vaxxed than any other country. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, remember when we first started reading this, it was talking about the atomic scientists, um, what they had to say about this. Now, this was written last year. Okay. Now, let me take an aside here and explain something. Um, the government has always done stuff like this, okay, or has sanctioned it anyway, or has covered it up. Um, of course, we know about the blankets that were... Um, you know, had, had smallpox in them that were distributed to the Native Americans back in the 1800s that wiped out many of Native American tribes. Um, that, that's an act of criminal warfare. Um, and I really feel for Native Americans. I do. They've, they've really got the bad end of the stick many, many times over. And um, anyway, um, I don't know what will ever be done for them, but uh, something needs to be done. If anybody needs reparations, it's them. Okay. That's, eh, I'm not going to go there. But um, And then we, uh, we move forward to, the, what, the 1920s or 30s, the Tuskegee experiments, where African-American men were, giving, were given syphilis and told that they were being treated with new medicines to treat syphilis, but they never were treated. And many of them died, and other, more of them had um, uh, more adverse effects and lived. And syphilis is a terrible disease. It, it goes into the body and, and finally into the brain, and it just toasts your brain. And um, it's not a good thing. It's what killed Al Capone, as a matter of fact. Um, so we have that, and then um, thalidomide. When was thalidomide? It was a drug that was given to uh, to help pregnant mothers, I think, um, when they were sick, and it was it was an anti-nausea medicine. But then um, they found out that because children were coming out missing limbs and stuff like that, that um, you know it had adverse effects. I don't think anybody ever paid for these things either, you know. And then we have the LSD tests in the cities back in the 1960s where the CIA would discharge LSD in different areas and see how people would react to it. Um, my dad was married to a woman, his second wife, not my mother, um, whose father was in, fought in Korea like my dad did. But he fought in a different way. He fought in biological warfare. 
Now, this isn't, you're never going to find this anywhere, okay? But I heard it from the horse's mouth um, that during Korea, what they were doing was infecting rats with bubonic plague and then dropping the rats over over the border in uh, North Korea to try to infect the North Koreans with bubonic plague. This was the U.S. military that was doing this, okay? And, you know, who's the head of the military is the, the president, right? Uh, I guess Truman wasn't happy enough in killing all those Japanese in, in uh, Japan with the two atomic bombs. You know, he wanted to spread um, different diseases through rats and stuff in, um, in uh, North Korea, too. So, you know, you often wonder what happened to these guys when they died. <laughs> you know, did they have last-minute decision for, for Yeshua, or, you know, did they take the freight train to hell? You know, um, I, I tend to look at it the second way, because once you've had that power um, of president or any other high leadership, uh, it's hard to give up that power because it's so it's it's something that people lust after. Um, what is it? Um, Paul, Paul terms it as the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. You know, so that pretty well sums it up. But uh, I, for one, think that AIDS was a um, was a virus that was developed to get rid of the homosexual population in America. You know, I, I by no means condone that lifestyle, but I don't condone mo- murder either. You know, and if you want to look at more murder, let's look at Ruby Ridge and let's look at um, the Branch Davidians, you know, uh, Lavoie Finicum, you know, anybody gets in government's way, they're, they're taken out anymore. Um, so anyway, um, so this isn't a new thing is what I'm trying to say. It's been going on for a long time. And um, it always seems to be the government that's involved in one way or another, you know, now I know you could you could argue that you know the government really doesn't have any control over the CIA, and there may be some truth to that. Um, some of the super secret uh, uh, governmental offices, the black uh, projects and stuff like that, that even the president doesn't know about, um, are, are things that um, you know that these uh, organizations get away with, and. Um, and it's a shame. It really is. I know they have to defend us, or they're not really defending us. They're just using us until we're all used up. Remember that song, You're Gonna Keep On Using Me Until You Use Me Up? Yep, that should be the uh, national anthem anymore. Um, anyway, so uh, this atomic scientist thing. It's an article, and uh, let me see. I want to give you the uh, the website and everything because I don't I like doing things, things without giving sources. sources. Okay, okay, this is the bulletin of bulletin of atomic scientists, seventy five years and counting, and it was published September eighteenth, twenty twenty. Okay. Now you, you, there's some stuff in here where they talk about developing a self-replicating 
uh, vaccine that, you know, nobody's done it yet. Well, <laughs> uh, this article is uh, lacking because they have done it. It was written by, um, actually, the name of the article is Scientists Are Working on Vaccines That Spread Like a Disease. What Could Possibly Go Wrong? It's by Philippa Lensos and Gary Reeves, or Guy Reeves. As I said, it was print, It was issued on uh, September 18, 2020. And, uh, huh, okay. Well, we won't go there anyway. Okay, and just to give you some credentials, uh, Philippa Lensos is a senior research fellow jointly appointed to the Departments of War Studies and the Global Health and uh, Social Medicines at King's Please don't take me to another page, and you did. Um, King's College London, her research focuses on biological threats and on the security of governance of emerging technologies in life sciences. And then it gives a link. Okay, Guy Reeves. Guy Reeves is a postdoctoral researcher at the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Biology in Germany. Okay, yeah, I think I probably lost my spot because I, oh, isn't that lovely? Okay, bear with me, folks. I'm trying to, so the article is talking about, um, about vaccinating That's interesting. Hold on, folks. I got to tell these people I got to call them back. I didn't even know this thing was on. Okay. That takes care of that. Um, let's see. But anyway, they're talking about vaccinating animals. Uh, with a virus so that the virus would make the animals immune so that they wouldn't pass the um, viruses that can cross over um, to human beings. Ooh, I think I found it. Okay, the part that I wanted to read. Self-spreading vaccine research is small but growing field. What if they could only see a year later when they wrote this? At the, moment, at the moment, about 10 institutions are doing significant work in the area. These laboratories are primarily located in the United States, but some are in Europe and Australia as well. As the field expands, so does the potential for abuse. Well, the one's located in China, too, if that's exactly where it came from. I wonder sometimes. Um, you know, if they... If they government goes through such lengths to make you think something, you got to wonder. I mean, that's all we hear about is the Wuhan virus, the, the China virus, and everything else. Um, you know, a virus is a virus, and uh, let's concentrate on getting a cure for it instead of blaming somebody for it. Um, unless it was a deliberate thing, and who knows? You know, depending on who you ask and who you consult, and then you got to wonder if they know what they're talking about or if they're talking in earnest. Okay, it continues. It says, so far research has primarily been bankrolled. Okay, 
here we go. By the U.S. Government Science and Health Funders like the National Science Foundation, okay, the National Institutes of Health, the NIH, which are the ones that are always telling us what to do and not to do. And I think Fauci is, runs that, if I'm not mistaken. The Department of Health and Human Services. And here we go. Private organizations like the Gates Foundation. Ooh, the Gates Foundation. Yes, the guy that wanted to put viruses in mosquitoes so that they can bite us and we'd be vaccinated. Interesting. That guy's a snake. That guy, I don't think, I think he was born to perdition. I don't think he's got a chance at all. I could be wrong, but anyway. Okay, it continues. Recently, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA, sometimes thought as the U.S. military's research and development wing has gotten involved in the research. The University of California in Davis, for example, is working on a DARPA-administered project called the Prediction of Spillover Potential and Interventional NMAS Animal Vaccination to Prevent Emerging Pathogen Threats in the Current Future Zones of U.S. Military Operation. According to a pamphlet, the project is creating the world's first prototype of a self-disseminating vaccine designated to induce a high volume of herd immunity, uh, parentheses, wildlife population level protection against Lassa virus and Ebola. Okay. Um, basically, that's what I wanted to read in there. Um, I wanted to let you know who's involved in all this stuff. Uh, Bill Gates, it doesn't surprise me. Do you know that Prince Charles once said if there's reincarnation, he hopes he can come back as a killer virus to kill off half of mankind? Yep. All he has to do is appear on television and nauseate people to death, but um, anyway, so where am I going with this is that um, my advice is that um, if you did not get the vaccine, um, here's an example. Uh, the other day I had to go to the emergency room cause, because, I um, apologize for the road noise, but people in this town don't believe in mufflers. Um, I had to go, my heart was in AFib, and I had to get shocked back into regular um, sinus rhythm. And it worked first time, praise the Lord. Um, but so I'm around all these nurses, and I know that most of them, if not all of them, have been inoculated <laughs> with the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, one, I was glad they were wearing masks. Two, I was glad they were wearing gloves. Okay. Um I was a little concerned when they were putting the IV in my arm, but she was wearing gloves, and, you know, it was a fresh pair of gloves. I watched her put them on, and she did it the correct way, according to the correct nursing protocol, and um, so I felt a little more comfortable about that, but uh, then I started thinking about everybody else that was coming into the room, you know, the the phlebotomist, the, uh, everybody else, you know, um, so I was probably around 
15 or 20 people. My wife was in the room with me. We were around 15 or 20 people that were probably vaccinated. So, um, anyway, I think I took a shower when I got home that day. And um, if this is true, if the shedding is going on, then that's that's probably a good idea. Um, when you get home and you know you're going to stay home after being out during the day, get in a shower and just take a good warm shower and really lather up and and wash all the yuck off of you, you know. And um, hand washing, I think, is one of the most important things that you could possibly do. You know, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm i older and my skin is kind of getting older. And so I notice that when I wash my hands, I'm a nurse, of course, but so when I wash my hands a lot during the day, you know, my skin starts to dry out, which is really unusual because I'm of Italian heritage, partially. And... Um, I swear I could create an oil slick sometimes. But um, anyway, as I'm getting older, things are my skin is drying out a little bit. And I um, washing my hands causes them to crack and, and everything else. So um, I don't like using lotion. I think that's a girly thing, but I do it anyway because <laughs> um, I need to. So if you got to wash your hands a lot, use a good lotion afterwards. Um but wash the hands, please wash the hands. And if you if you're, I'm, I'm really considering just cooking at home. Um, because when you go out to restaurants, if you if you can do that, where you are, we can't yet. Um, then you know you don't know the the person that's preparing your food. Are they shedding? You know, are they wearing a mask? Did they wash their hands? constantly while they're working you know um did they spread it to the plate that i'm going to touch and then i'm going to go have an itch by my nose and scratch and then you know so you know eat wash your hands before you eat wash your hands after you eat um wash your hands when you come home after you've been outside um just wash your hands and don't touch your face please um, wear your mask, of course. I I, don't, I never thought I'd tell people to wear their masks, but now it's getting to the point where we're going to be the victims. You know, they're they're still screaming that the unvaccinated are the ones that are spreading it, but that's impossible. You know, um, I read that. Uh, let's see, I don't know if I still have it on here. Oh yeah, there it is. All right, we were all happy yesterday because the state of emergency was going to end in Oregon. And I was like, no, it's not. It's, it, it can end because she just put more counties in, under the extreme, you know. And uh, it was supposed to end on the 2nd of May. And let's see, this is, where's this from? This is from K, KATU2, and I think they're in Portland. Um, it says, Oregon governor extends state of emergency for COVID-19 until June 28th. It says, uh, Salem, Oregon. Governor Kate Brown on Thursday announced she has extended her declaration of the state of emergency for COVID-19 until June 28th, unless earlier rescinded or extended. <laughs> there's, there's a definite for you, right? 
it's going to remain the way it is, and it may or may not remain the way it is. Okay, that's that's nice and clear. Thank you, Kate Brown. You ever feel like you could, you wish you could? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's not a good thing to say, but you know, like send Arnold Schwarzenegger back in time to take out uh, Kate Brown's grandfather so that he can never reproduce. <laughs> Before, you know, he had his son, Pat, who had Jerry and Kate. Jerry ruined California, Kate's decimating Oregon. Uh, the previous state of emergency extension was set to expire on May 2nd, 2021. The state of emergency declaration provides additional flexibility for the state and private parties to respond to challenges of the pandemic, according to the governor's office. That includes allowing restaurants to offer cocktails to go. Oh, that's really good. That's an open container. <laughs> yeah. So you get a margarita to go, and it's an open container, and the police pull you over, and then you get a ticket. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, that's a setup of I ever saw one. If I was, I was a cop, I'd sit outside a bar and just wait. <laughs> okay. That includes allowing restaurants to offer cocktails to go. I can't believe that. I still want to laugh more. Uh, to allow greater flexibility in who may administer vaccines. Oh, that's nice. Extending the state of emergency also helps to ensure Oregon is able. Here, and here's the real reason. Okay, this is the real reason right here. Um, ex, extended, extending the state emergency also helps to ensure Oregon is able to fully utilize available federal federal COVID-19 relief and assistance, including assistance with vaccine distribution, according to the governor's office, the governor's office said. Okay, well, that's telling me twice the same thing. Okay, if Governor Brown's, in Governor Brown's statement, she also announced she's lifting the state's executive order on price gouging uh, related to the pandemic. Okay, so was the order to promote price gouging or to stop it? Oh, that's really great. Now people can price gouge again. Okay, it continues, quote, The days of, heart, of hand sanitizer and, yes, toilet paper scarcity are far behind us in the weeks to come as the number of fully vaccinated Oregonians continues to grow. Uh, I should put shedders continue to grow. We will be able to lift the emergency order and state regulations that have kept us safe for the past year, the governor wrote. If we've been safe for the past year, why is there a surge again? It's all BS, folks. You can read the governor's full statement below. Okay, are you ready for this? Have you rolled your pants legs up and maybe got your rubber boots on and... and um, a raincoat because uh, BS tends to splatter. Um, you know, okay, I'll give you a minute to do that, and then I'll read this because um, this, I don't know. They always say someday I'm going to laugh about this. I don't know if I'll ever laugh. Okay, you got your stuff on, you got your boots and your pants legs rolled up so you don't get them wet and everything else and your 
your rain slicker and your hat and everything else, and even a face mask if you want. That might help too. Okay, I mean a shield. Okay, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. We are in the middle of a fourth surge of COVID-19 in Oregon, driven by more contagious variants of the disease. We must stop hospitalizations from spiking so we can save lives, help our nurses and doctors weather this surge, and to ensure no Oregonian is denied vital health care. Tomorrow, 15 counties are moving to the extreme risk level, with nine more in high risk. Hospitalizations nearly doubled in the last two weeks to well over 300. At this time last year, there was so much we did not know about how to stop the spread of this deadly disease. Now more than a year into the COVID-19 pandemic, Oregonians know the best ways of avoid spreading infection, limiting gatherings when cases are high, wearing face mask coverings, maintaining physical distance, staying home when sick, and most importantly, getting vaccinated as soon as possible. We just have to hold on for a few weeks longer. Ooh. Oh, I'm not done, I guess. Okay. Cue up the Kate Brown voice. I intend fully to fully reopen our economy by the end of June, and the day is approaching when my emergency orders can eventually be lifted. How quickly we get there is up to each one of us doing our part. Over 1.7 million Oregonians have received at least one dose of vaccine, and over 1.2 million are fully vaccinated against a deadly disease. By overwhelming majority of the new COVID-19 cases are from people who have not yet been vaccinated. Younger, unvaccinated Oregonians are now showing up in our hospitals with severe cases of COVID-19. <sighs> Liar. Uh, right now, more than ever, as we see the path of our peak of the spring surge and down the other side, we need Oregonians to step up and take personal responsibility to get vaccinated. Vaccinations are the best way to protect yourself, your friends, and your loved ones. They are also the quickest path toward lifting restrictions. That's an idle threat. Today, I am lifting Oregon's executive order for price gouging related to the pandemic because the days of hand sanitizer and, yes, toilet paper scarcity are far behind us. In the weeks to come, as the number of fully vaccinated Oregonians continues to grow, we will be able to lift the emergency orders and state regulations that have kept us safe for the past year. You know what that means? That means that people like me and every one of you that don't want to get vaccinated if you live in Oregon, you're going to be a target. You're going to be targeted because you are the reason why the state is still in restrictions. Well, I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. You know, I'm not going to take something that's going to kill me to keep everybody else happy. You know, there's only one person in history that died to, to free people and make them better, and that's Jesus Christ. And I'm not him. Never will be. Hope to meet him someday. I will meet him someday. Um, 
Okay, it continues. Meanwhile, 15 Oregon counties are moving back to the extreme risk category for coronavirus restrictions. And guess what? I live in one of them. Uh, leaders in Clackamas and Marion counties say they are advocating for the communities because these restrictions are causing them harm. Well, good for them. Um, and incidentally, Marion County is where the state capital is. Um, let's see. Recently, the county commissioners asked Governor Brown to consider another approach that still uses science but doesn't penalize businesses. We will continue to advocate on your behalf about precautions, Clackamas County Chair Tootsie Smith said, or Tootie Smith said. Marion County Chair uh, Colm Willis said, Commissions says commissions elected by their community members should have the power returned to them. Well, good luck with that when you got a neo fascist in office, a bisexual neo fascist, too, by the way. If you didn't know that, she swings, she bats both ways. <laughs> um, Okay, I think that pretty well takes care of the articles and things like that. But um, you notice how she's several times it was like, you could do this, this, and this, but vaccination is most important. And then you can do this and this and this, and you've been really good at doing this and this, but this won't be over till all everybody's vaccinated, you know? And I'm like... <laughs> Well, I guess if we were, we wouldn't be shedding on, they wouldn't be shedding on us, huh? Um, wow, I could think of all kinds of jokes about shedding. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, how about a bumper sticker that says, my dog should shed, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, if you use that, send some money my way. Um unless you thought of it first, but now I just gave you an out. Oh, well. Um, okay. So, here we go. And you get I get to look at my ugly mug once again. Um, <laughs> oh, you like all my books? See them all? Watch what happens. Ooh, earthquake. Uh, most people use these backgrounds, and they really help. Uh, there used to be a big mess behind the background, but it's gone now. My wife and I cleaned that up. So she did most of the work, though. She gets the kudos. But um, we talk with our um, – we have a daughter that lives in Israel, and uh, she um, – it's not easy for her over there. Um, it's like Oregon on steroids. Uh, there's certain stores she can't go into. There's certain buses she can't ride. She won't vax herself or the children, and her husband won't vax, of course. But um, anyway, it's it's just crazy what's going on over there, you know. And um, I don't know if you watched it, but uh, they somebody put out a video where they showed. Um, Oh, it was that rabbi. Um, I can't remember his name, but he uh, put out a video, and he had uh, little videos inside his video showing some of the world leaders getting their vaccinations. 
And uh, Boris Johnson, when he got his, the doctor didn't even take the cap off the the syringe. You know, like they were trying to fool us. And Netanyahu in Israel looks at the doctor and says, did you sure you got the right vial? I mean, is there a wrong vial? You know, I mean, if he's getting a COVID vaccine shot, would the doctor bring fentermine or, you know, or something like that? No, he's just going to bring... So he, what he was saying in, in a very obvious code was, you're giving me normal saline, right, instead of that vaccine. So there you go. And there are other world leaders that have done stuff like that too. Um, I don't know. It's just craziness. It really is. It's crazy, bizarre, mental retardation craziness. And it's... Um, it's terrible. It's terrible to watch. And uh, I told my wife the other day, I said, you know, if these people that got their vaccines um, start dropping off, I said, it's this we may be some of the only survivors, you know, it's uh, it's quite a possibility. Um, it reminds me of an old Star Trek episode, the original Star Trek. And um, they, they were trying to create a way to prolong life. And um, if you're familiar with the series, um, I can't. I think it was called Miri, because that was the, one of the main characters on there. But um, the scenario was that they were trying to prolong life, and it created a virus that killed everybody on the planet except for the young people. Uh, but as they entered into puberty, they would get it too and turn into hideous creatures and then die. Um, and it just reminded me of that that episode when I'm, I'm watching everything that's going on. It's like, um, how long is it going to take until, you know, autoimmune diseases start to develop in these people? Not, I'm not saying it's going to happen to everybody, but, you know, um, or um, is it setting people up for when they release a more lethal strain that it's going to be an enhancer of the new strain? And people just start dropping in the streets and everything. It's it's a possibility. You know, it really is. Sorry, I'm trying to see how long we've been on the air here. And for some reason, I can't see it. Huh. That's bizarre. Maybe if I make the screen bigger. Oops. Didn't want to do that. The screen... No, but that's okay. That's weird. Anyway, so, you know, we always used to joke about the zombie apocalypse. And I think we we may see it someday soon here. You know, I really do. I think that it's possible that, you know, these... It's going to affect people's brains, and it's going to affect them in different ways that uh, we really don't need to to see. And um, I'm just afraid, not afraid, but concerned, uh, you know, for family members like myself who have not taken that stupid vaccine. And, um, you know, what are, they going to, what are we going to experience? You know, are we going to be watching all of our neighbors go berserk, you know, and, and like 
well, that was another Star Trek episode. But, um, you know, what, what's going to happen? And um, <clears throat> I don't know. That's why I think that it's important that we're all armed. Because I'll tell you what, if a mob comes to my door and says, hey, we know you didn't get the vaccine, the first shot's going up in the air to ward them off. And then after that, uh, the first one that steps over a certain line isn't going to be around any longer. Yeah, you know what happened? I'll get splattered with his blood. And <laughs> so, anyway. Um, no, I'll do anything to protect my family. They come first. And if um, the neighborhood gets ugly, which I doubt it will. I think a lot of people here refuse to take it. I think... You know, everybody talks about rednecks and how stupid rednecks are, but um, most of the people around here, even if they are rednecks, have some common sense, you know, and uh, a lot of people have not taken that shot here, and I'm glad, actually, I'm glad that we're all rebelling against it, um, but just, I don't know, what just really ticks me off is that how come I can go into a store like Safeway or Home Depot or Lowe's or, or anything else and there's no restrictions? Uh, Costco, how about that? The place is loaded with people in Costco. But I can't go to a local restaurant that has every other table closed and barriers up between the tables. You know, that's stupid. It really is. And, well consider the governor's source so anyway um boy it should drive me crazy that this thing doesn't have a clock on it to tell me how long i've been on huh oh well anyway folks um again just please be careful please be careful when you're out there and you're around these spreaders these shedders um don't get too close to people maybe staying six feet away is a good idea now you know maybe um wearing your mask isn't such a bad idea now and washing your hands is great advice and uh, if you're pregnant please don't take the vaccine and please stay away from anybody that's had the vaccine okay might be hard because it might be your mother you know women like to hang around their mothers so it might be your mother that got the vaccine and but you don't want to you, you don't want to catch it and endanger your baby so that'd be difficult my own mother i told her several times do not take the vaccine do not take the vaccine and i i should have realized because a lot of times when i give her advice she does the opposite so um but then if I told her to take it and she took it, the result would be the same way, except I'd feel guilty. Um, but, you know, she's one day it was like, well, I went and got the vaccine. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I tried. I told her, I said, I tried to warn you. Something happens. I tried to warn you. You know, so. Um, and also my sister did the same thing, too, you know. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And her excuse was she wants to travel. 
<laughs> God forbid, but you know, there's the ultimate travel. And I don't want to be a part of that until God decides that he wants to call me home. I don't want to hasten that in any way whatsoever. So, oh, goodness. Um, oh, what else? Well, it appears that I've run out of things to say. Wow, that's a historic moment. I have to write that one down. That never happens. For some reason, I think that the volume on this thing has gotten lower, and I don't know why, but anyway, maybe I need to get closer. Nope, it doesn't do it either. Anyway, um, I'm just babbling now, and I don't want to do that. You guys don't deserve that. But uh, we will be um, doing a show on Thursday night um, about the increase in UFO activity all over the world, which I think is interesting. Um, we're also going to be talking about, I wrote an article, it's on the Delusion Resistance website, or it will be soon, I had to redo the site, but, um, and it's about uh, how um, UFO um, flaps occur, oh there's a the clock right up there, uh, UFO flaps occur during times of prophetic significance, and also during times of like, let's say church revivals, or Something is happening in spiritually in the Christian community. Um, it's it's real interesting, and I got this. I started this because I was a member of MUFON at the time, and and they sent me a. Um, it was a page that had a list of years where there were UFO peaks, and uh, I mean it went way back when I, I didn't go that far back, but. Um, I started I think around eight, the 1890s. And um, sure enough, every time, like when Herzl um, wrote his, uh, well, the, the Zionist uh, papers, whatever they were, um, there was a UFO flap when, uh, uh, what was it, Balfour? No, not Balfour. I can't remember the name of the chemist who invented smokeless powder. But um, because of that, uh, Balfour declaration happened saying that the Jews should have a homeland in Palestine. God, I hate that word, Palestine. Anyway, um, uh, 1941, when the camps first opened, I think. Yeah, where the extermination of the Jews first started. UFO flap, 1944, when the extermination stopped or slowed down quite a bit um, because the Allies were advancing. Uh, Another UFO flap, 1947. When the UN declared that Israel should be a state, UFO flap, 1948, UFO flap, 1952, the uh, first war Israel had, aside from independence, um, in the Sinai, UFO flap, 1967, Israel takes uh, control of uh, Jerusalem, UFO flap. Um, it's, it's really uncanny, it really is. And uh, so we will be presenting that um, on Friday also. And uh, it'll be mostly all UFO-related stuff. Uh, I don't know if we'll be talking anything about COVID. We may. Who knows? The way It's like every day something new is coming out. So um, if you guys are praying, people, pray for Oregon. Uh, we need to... Uh, 
we need to get rid of this governor um, and we need to um, get our freedoms back. So if you could remember to pray for us, that would be wonderful. And uh, I really appreciate it. And I just heard what sounded like a humongous wasp or butter or or bumblebee in here by the window. So I gotta dispatch him. So I better go. Um, anyway, folks, uh, we'll see you. Well, I'll, I'll post it late Thursday. And um, but I just wanted to come on tonight and do this little hour gig here and uh, to let you know that I, I know that last Monday we didn't do a show that's because I had a proce- medical procedure and um, and some people wrote where's the show where's the show so I wanted to make sure that I at least put something up there and I think that it was a pretty good subject tonight so um, forgive me for rambling on from time to time but um, anyway So, hey, the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. And um, until we meet on Thursday, um, have a good week, okay? God bless. Bye.